Hello, and welcome to the 37th episode of the LI Law Podcast. I am your host, Zahava Schechter. The premise of this podcast is to feature issues, developments, and topics affecting the law, and how it relates to the 8 million of us who live or work on Long Island, New York, which includes Nassau, Suffolk, Queens, and Kings Counties. Our guest on this 37th episode is Erin Y. Trung, Esquire, an intellectual property attorney based in Melville. She handles all aspects of patent, trademark, and copyright protection and enforcement. Please check out the show notes for a full list of Erin Trung Esquire's credentials and contact information. Please also keep in mind that we will not be providing legal advice to any specific questions. Erin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Okay, so please tell us about yourself. How did you come to work in intellectual property law? Well, as a Silicon Valley native, intellectual property was always an interest of mine. I was surrounded by a lot of emerging technology companies, and I knew I wanted to be part of the space, but not necessarily an engineer. Law was also an interest of mine, so I was able to choose a path that merged my two interests. In law school, I had a concentration in intellectual property, and I worked full-time as a paralegal in complex commercial litigation. After law school, I worked in trademark prosecution and intellectual property litigation, representing individuals and small entities take on big companies. My litigation background really helped me see the benefits of securing IP protection early on and the pitfalls people get themselves into when they do not take the steps to secure IP protection early on. Litigation is something that most people do not want to be in, but it is a necessary and an effective tool to use if needed. Okay, and Erin, please explain the difference between trademark, patent, and copyright, all of which fall within the area of IP law. Sure thing. So a trademark is essentially um, a mark, a symbol, or even a sound mark that identifies a particular company or goodwill behind the company. What's an example of that? Take, for example, the famous McDonald's symbol, the The golden arches. Yes, exactly. So when people see the McDonald's golden arches, they immediately identify McDonald's, the company, and the goodwill behind it. Okay. And another example might be the uh, Apple with a bite taken out for Apple phones, Apple products, right? Yes, exactly. And what's an example of a patent, when is that important? So a patent would protect anybody from making the exact same item. A patent prevents somebody else from making that exact same product um, that you invented. Okay, and so it basically protects the inventor from not only his or her idea and invention, but also from marketing that item, correct? Correct. And what is a copyright? So a copyright is protection on an original piece of work. Now, you do have copyright protection immediately when you create an original piece of work, but copyright registration is the next step you would take if you want to protect that copyright. So are we talking about music or a book or that kind of work, creative work? Yes, exactly. And what are three tips you would give our listeners who want to patent an invention? For example, many people understand that they need to protect their intellectual property, but they don't know how to go ahead and do that. Yeah, so many people do not understand the importance of protecting their intellectual property, especially in the very beginning. 
but it is an inventor's or a business's greatest assets. Um, many startups, especially in the very beginning, are not thinking about IP protection because they're only looking to get their product out the door or their business up and running because resources are slim. They overlook this very important step, but this investment is really necessary. And the investment is necessary to protect the product from someone else claiming ownership or creation. Is that why? Yes, exactly. Okay. It's to protect that asset. Um, nobody wants to be in a position where they come up with an invention, start manufacturing, have inventory, launch a product, and sales are storing, then come to find out that they cannot sell the product because it infringes somebody else's patent, trademark, or copyright, or they find somebody else making the exact same thing and they cannot prevent them from doing it. These are actual issues, and they're more common than you think, and they actually can destroy a business. So doesn't it behoove a, an inventor or a business owner to accurately and adequately research the market to make sure that he or she is not reinventing the wheel, something else that has already been patented? Yes, exactly. So that's part of the initial investment that um, a business should look into, especially if they're looking to launch a product. And is that something that an intellectual property attorney does, meaning the, the attorney helps the inventor make sure that the product truly is unique and able to be patented? Yes, exactly. So that's part of the initial review um, if there is an invention to take a look at it early on to see if there is any IP protection that you can pursue. IP protection is one of the first things people should think about when there is an invention or when someone starts a business. What prevents someone else from taking your idea and creating the exact same thing? What happens when you find that the name that you chose for your business or your product infringes somebody else's trademark rights? You don't want to be in a position where it's too late to get IP protection or be required to backtrack and redo all your branding and marketing and potentially pay damages for infringement. So it is very important to know what the intellectual property is, whether it be a product, a name, original piece of work, or a trade secret, and determine whether it does infringe someone else's intellectual property, whether it is protectable, and then take the necessary steps to protect it. Okay, well, as an IP attorney, what are some of the things that you can do, and I'm not asking for trade secrets here, but what can you do to advise a client? Where do you check? What resources do you have to see if, in fact, the product has never received a patent or a trademark before? The United States Patent and Trademark Office has on its public records information regarding public filings, any applications that have been published, any registrations that have been issued. So that is a public resource for the public to take a look at. Also, the U.S. Copyright Office has a list of works that have been registered. Okay. Are there state trademark and patent protections, or is everything based in federal law? There is state trademark protection, but it is a very archaic system. Um, but there is that ability if someone would like to only seek state trademark protection. There is a limited window to apply for patent protection from the time the invention was sold, offered for sale, or publicly disclosed to apply for a patent. If you miss that window, you will actually not be able to apply for a patent. And what is that time frame, Erin? It is actually one year from disclosure. From public disclosure. Exactly. Okay, so maybe that's why it's a good idea to keep your patents and other secret trade information quiet as long as possible, because otherwise you start that clock running. 
Exactly. Right? As for trademarks, generally trademark rights are based on the first to use the mark in commerce in connection with the goods and services. However, if there is a prior filed application or registration for a mark that is similar or confusingly similar to yours in the same or similar goods and services, then your trademark application may be refused or, and you may not be able to obtain trademark registration. Does that apply to a name as well as a product? So rather instead, you may be found infringing on that prior application or registration rights and be subject to a infringement lawsuit. IP protection is also important because this is what investors look for, specifically patent protection. So if anybody has watched Shark Tank knows, patent protection is key because without it, anybody else can come along and take that invention and create a similar product. Patent application process is also lengthy, but in the meantime, you can mark your products patent pending to deter others during the application process. How long does it take to obtain a patent? It depends on the particular particular invention. Sometimes it can take uh, a year, sometimes it can take up to six years. So it is a lengthy process. But once the patent is pending, if someone else tries to obtain a patent for the same item, are you first in line, even if you have not yet received your patent? It is a first to invent system. So you would be first in line in that situation. I I would say generally, it is a first to file. So so there is somewhat of a race. Yes. Then, mm-hmm. among inventors. Okay. And now we're going to move on to a topic which we call what is on your desk, a recent matter which you can use to illustrate a teachable legal moment to the listeners. So Erin, what's on your desk? So I had a situation in the past where a client came to me because they were served with a federal trademark infringement lawsuit brought by a major restaurant chain. The client had had this dream of having a restaurant, invested their entire life savings in a single restaurant, had signage, menus printed, and engaged in numerous marketing campaigns. Business was great and gaining recognition. A year later, they didn't expect to be faced with a lawsuit. Uh, it turned out that the name that they chose for the business was confusingly similar to trademark rights and a registration owned by a big restaurant chain. The client was not expecting to be defending a lawsuit while we're trying to run a business at this point in time. So if anybody has been in litigation knows, it is costly and time consuming and especially emotionally draining to the client. Sometimes litigation is a test to see who will last longer in the fight. The case settled whereby the client agreed to change the name and branding on everything from the door signage to floor mats. Um, But this resulted in a big endeavor for the client because the client essentially had to start over from scratch with his branding and reestablish the goodwill behind the new name. All of this could have been avoided if proper due diligence was done in the beginning. And now we're going to segue to our topic called Only on Long Island, something you see in your practice here on Long Island. So any trademark, patent, copyright dispute needs to be brought in the United States District Court for the Eastern District of New York. That That's for Long Island, right? That, Every different district courts relate to different properties. That is correct. So in the Eastern District, you have a court centralized in Central Islip and also in Brooklyn. Okay. So if anyone has a trademark patent or copyright issue and there is jurisdiction, meaning the power for the court to hear the case in Nassau or Suffolk County, that case would necessarily be heard in the federal court in Islip, correct? It would in the be Eastern the Eastern District. 
It would be in the Eastern District. Okay, and you practice there, correct? Yes, we do. All right. And is there anything else you want to tell our listeners, Erin? It doesn't take much time to discuss an invention and the business with an IP attorney to determine what needs to be done in terms of IP protection and whether or not an IP review can be done on the business. You don't want to be in a situation where you lose valuable IP rights because you didn't act timely or be caught in a litigation where you're forced to pay damages. Erin's contact information is in the show notes, so please see that. And uh, thank you so much, Erin Trunk, for coming on to the show today. Thank you very much for having me. And to our listeners, be sure to download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you are there, please rate us with a review that might start. I just heard on the LI Law podcast that Nassau County has set new assessment values for 400,000 properties, raising home values by approximately 3% for the 2021 to 2022 school year. The hard deadline to grieve your home or commercial building taxes is March 2nd, 2020, and there is no penalty to grieve your taxes. So be sure to get your grievance in well before the deadline. The LI Law Podcast lets you know what's going on on Long Island and is your podcast for local tips which educate and entertain. Thanks for listening.